another edition of Jonesing for Football. Bill Jones here in Dallas. Cody Winstead there in Philadelphia. Here it is, middle of July. And Cody, let me tell you something. You know where I'm headed next week? I'm guessing Oxnard, California. That's right. I am headed to Oxnard, California next week. Uh, in fact, on Wednesday, it's the State of the Cowboys address when Jerry Jones, Stephen Jones, and Mike McCarthy will address the media in Southern California. And I guess the Eagles are getting started the following week. Cowboys are a week earlier than everybody else uh, because, well, actually, Pittsburgh starts next week because of the uh, Hall of Fame game in Canton, Ohio. But it's here. We have survived the long, arduous offseason, and it is football time in Texas and in Philly and all points in between. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Bill Jones, we're on about 30 episodes. We're about 30 episodes of Jonesing for Football. Everyone has been counting down towards this moment. We're getting to it. We've been doing podcasts April, May, June, July. And here we go, training camps here, what we've all been waiting for. Yep, and actually we've been waiting two years for this because of the pandemic of 2020, of course. And, uh, you know, Jerry Jones decided early on in this that he was going to do everything he could to make sure that the Cowboys went to California for a training camp. And uh, by golly, they are going to be on a jet airplane for Oxnard, California, on uh, Tuesday of this coming week. All right, what do we got on tap for this edition of Jonesing for Football? Well, Dr. Jones, we've decided to do breakout stars. It's one of my favorite parts of the offseason, finding the next big stars in the NFL. Probably the reason I'm into it the most is fantasy football. I'll be honest <laughs> with you. Uh, you got to identify those under-the-radar guys so today we're going to reveal some breakout stars. Dr. Jones, please lead us off with your first breakout star of 2021. Well, you, when you say under the radar, I don't know that either one of my guys that I'm going to propose to you would be under the radar guys, but I do think that they are primed for big seasons. And in this, in the case of both of them, big second seasons in the National Football League. And so from a fantasy football standpoint, I think one of the things that you would look at, especially this year, are guys going into their second year. Because And so a guy like C.D. Lamb with the Cowboys, now he had a terrific rookie season. I, he is not my breakout guy because I think he's already broken out. I think he's going to have a better season this year than he had last year when I think he had 74 catches. Uh, he'll probably – uh, double his touchdown total this year, assuming Dak is healthy. But uh, especially because of the pandemic last year and no offseason, no preseason games, it was tougher for those rookies to really get acclimated. And for really the coaches to even know exactly what they had and, uh, you know, from a mental standpoint, what these rookies could take on early in the season. And so they didn't make as big of a splash last year in terms of uh, the fantasy or even just making major contributions to the team. But this year's different. So all that to say, my number one breakout guy here in 2021 
is my guy, LaVisca Chenault of the Jacksonville Jaguars. And you are not surprised at all, are you, Cody? Well, as everyone knows, Bill Jones does not tell me his answers until we actually do the <laughs> podcast. I let him know weeks in advance where I'm going, but I find <laughs> out at the same time as everyone listening, so I'm not surprised by LaVisca Chenault. I told you ahead of time. You would not be surprised that I asked you ahead of time to guess if you were out to lunch and you didn't guess, but you are not surprised at all. And when you look at the reports uh, coming out of OTAs in Jacksonville with the new head coach, Urban Meyer, offensive coordinator, Daryl Bevel, passing game coordinator, Brian Schottenheimer, the new quarterback, Trevor Lawrence of the Jacksonville Jaguars, this guy, LaVisca Chenault is the guy that is going to make as big an impact as anyone, assuming he stays healthy. And that was one of the knocks on him in at Colorado when he came out, and maybe a primary reason that he fell to the second round in the draft last year. I think he was the 42nd overall pick, is that he wasn't healthy his last year at Colorado. When he was healthy at Colorado, he was a beast, and he showed it last year in Jacksonville on a very bad football team a year ago. You know, uh, LaVisca, when you look at his numbers from last year, he had 58 catches for 600 yards, only 10 yards, a catch, and five touchdowns. He carried the ball 18 times for 91 yards. But just to give you an idea of how excited the Jags coaching staff is about LaVisca, he was the star of the offseason. As Daryl Bevel put it, LaVisca Chenault really needs the ball in his hands, and he is trying to figure out any and every way that he can get LaVisca the football in his hands. And that means not only as a receiver, as a slot guy, as a running back, even as a wildcat quarterback. Listen to what Urban Meyer said about him. He's one of the best playmakers on our offense. I love who he is. I love the way he practices. He is a great practice player. He is a great puzzle piece for us. And his attitude every day is fantastic. Urban Meyer can't wait to put the football in viscous hands, the pride of DeSoto, Texas, right here in the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex. Yeah, I like that. And the Jags, hey, they're building it quickly, man. They got Trevor Lawrence. We know everything's going to revolve around him, but they got James Robinson, who had a really nice year at running back last year. They drafted Travis Etienne. Uh, actually Trevor Lawrence's teammate, they drafted him in the first round as well. So they got a couple tailbacks, uh, DJ shark, Marvin Jones from the lions. He's a talented receiver. He's there as well. Your guy LaVisca. So they've got some weapons. Um, they're all kind of young and we'll see how they all kind of come together this year, but, uh, I'm excited to see LaVisca Sonault because you're right. I've seen a lot on him as well. All right, let me get to my guy. And speaking of second year players, this guy is my number one breakout star. That's Ravens running back, J.K. Dobbins. Dr. Jones, I think he's going to run for 1,200 or 1,300 yards this season. I'm also predicting 12 or 13 touchdowns. So to add a little context, only two players in the league put together those type of numbers last year. That was Derrick Henry and Dalvin Cook. So we're talking elite level stuff. Now let me make my case for Dobbins. Number one, 
He went to Ohio State. He went to Ohio State. <laughs> That's all I've got to say. Uh, number one, he should get a high percentage of the running back snaps in Baltimore. As a rookie last year, only 45%. And his season high in carries was only 15. But you spin it forward to this year, that backfield goes from a trio to a duo now that Mark Ingram is in Houston. And so that leaves Dobbins and Gus Edwards. In the backfield there, Gus, by the way, he's also an underrated player. Uh, but anyway, I expect Dobbins carries to jump from 134 to somewhere near 200, which would be a pretty um, big jump in his second year. Number two, Bill Jones, Dobbins averaged six yards a carry last year in 2020. That was actually number one among all running backs last season, narrowly edging Nick Chubb. And a part of his big yards per carry average is tied to his ability to break the long runs. He had eight rushes of 20 plus yards last season, which was tied for the fourth most in the league with guess who Gus Edwards said him again. There you go. So 6% of Dobbins carries went for 20 or more yards. How good is that? You say, well, Delvin cook, his number was less than 2%. Zeke Elliott, just over 1%. So Dobbins' ability at 6% to break the big carry is pretty impressive. And finally, we know the Ravens are going to ground and pound. It's been proven that that is their best method to win. They've led the NFL in rushing yards and attempts each of the last two seasons. And of course, the biggest reason for that is Lamar Jackson. By the way, Lamar Jackson had 1,005 rushing yards last season, ninth most in the league from a quarterback. That's uh, awesome. Um, and so we know he's such a weapon. Their run game is such a weapon that unless they get way behind, they're going to commit to the run game and stick with it. And obviously, that means more carries for Dobbins. So there you go, Dr. Jones. I'm predicting a monster year from J.K. Dobbins, unless they sign a free agent to steal some of those snaps uh, during uh, training camp. They add a free agent somewhere, but that's the only thing I could see stopping JK Dobbins from a monster second year. All right. Let me ask you this. I think Lamar Jackson's going to have a big year as well. I think we talked about that. I know we talked about that last week when we previewed the AFC North, which you can access here as well. Just go back to last week's uh, podcast and you'll hear more about the Ravens, but how, who's going to score more rushing touchdowns this season? Will it be J.K. Dobbins or Lamar Jackson? I'm saying Dobbins. 12 or 13 touchdowns. You know, my guess is Lamar somewhere close to 10, but probably under. Uh, so I, to answer that question, I would say Dobbins. All right. I like that. All right. Can you think of another running back in his second year who might be primed for a big breakout season around the league i think i can can i go can i guess this might be the first time i would correctly guess one of your picks can i yes you you can just go right ahead how about cam Akers from the rams <laughs> that's a great selection and know you wow. we're partners yes, you do i told you ahead of time i said you're gonna know both my breakout guys because what you'll find on these breakout guys is 
if a guy likes someone in the draft, he's probably going to like him as a breakout guy in his second year in the league as well. Cam Akers, it's all set up for him to have a big year for the Rams. I thought, uh, in fact, you remember last year, the Cowboys opened the season against the Rams, and I was telling people even before that season opener with his first rookie game, watch out for this Cam Akers. Well, he did nothing against the Cowboys. Uh, he did have 14 carries in that game. He was, uh, and I can't remember what he tweaked. He had an injury. And so the first half of the season, he didn't do much. But did you see what Cam Akers did in December of last year? It was kind of a tip-off to uh, the way Sean McVay plans to use him this year. And he's going to use him a lot, I think. Their running back situation now, uh, of course, with the Rams. Of course, last year, Daryl Henderson was in the mix. He's still with them this year. Malcolm Brown has now moved on. Uh, to Miami. So the way is clear now for Akers to be the featured back. But in December last year, he really had his breakout game, his rookie season against the New England Patriots in December last year when he carried the ball 29 times for 171 yards, averaging 5.8 yards a carry. Also caught two passes in that game for uh, 23 yards. That was in December. In the playoffs, Two playoff games against uh, Seattle, a win in the wild card round, and then the divisional playoff against Green Bay, a loss. He went for 131 yards against the Seahawks and uh, two catches for 45 yards, and he ran for 91 yards and a touchdown against Green Bay. So if you take his four games that he was featured in December and January last year, he had 96 carries for 464 yards and three touchdowns, six catches for 96 yards. Project that, young Cody, over a 17-game season, and you're going to have at least a 1,500-yard rusher for the Rams. Now, the question is, with Matthew Stafford, what approach now is Sean McVay going to have as far as running the football uh, with Stafford as his quarterback, and how much will he uh, rely on the run? Any of the talk that I'm giving right here about him, forget it about it as a fantasy value so much because uh, there are other factors involved. I'm just saying purely as an athlete, as a player in this league, if he is healthy, Cam Akers is going to be one of the best running backs in this league. Yep. Uh, I was about to say the same thing. I think last year at the end of the year, he was getting a lot of carries because they were trying to take the ball out of Jared Goff's hands. That was very successful for the Rams. A big reason that they ended up making it to the playoffs and winning a playoff game was, uh, was Cam Akers. This year, does the philosophy change? But regardless, you make a great point. Cam Akers proved he can carry the load and he should be the guy to at least get the first opportunity. And I'm guessing he should solidify that starting job for the entire season. The other thing is, I mean, if you and he was a second round pick, round 48, 50. I don't remember exactly where he was in the second round last year. But uh, if you go back and look at his history, going back to Clinton, Mississippi, when he was a quarterback and running back in high school, he was the Gatorade player of the year in Mississippi. He was one of the most phenomenal uh, athletes ever to come out of the state of Mississippi. And there's been a whole bunch of them that have come out of Mississippi. All right. I went, I had to just go back Cody and look at his numbers from his senior year in high school. He, uh, he ran for 2,105 yards and 34 touchdowns and he passed 
for 3,128 <laughs> yards and 31 touchdowns. His senior year in high school, and again, I don't even know what level Clinton, Mississippi is. He had 5,253 yards total offense and 65 touchdowns in one year in high school. In his career, 13,200 yards, 149 yards. It was not a fluke. He goes to Florida State as a true freshman, and he broke Dalvin Cook's freshman rushing record for the uh, Seminoles, and he did it throughout in his three years at Florida State. So he's he was a five-star guy, and he's still a five-star guy, in my opinion. Yep, that's funny. He probably was like one of the, the state leaders in passing yards and one of the state <laughs> leaders in, in rushing. That's right. Wow. <laughs> All right. Uh, time for my second player. And unless you're a hardcore football fan, you may not be overly familiar with Irv Smith Jr. But I'm guessing after this season, the Vikings tight end will become a household name. Two years into his NFL career, he's averaging just 33 catches for 340 yards and three and a half touchdowns. Decent numbers, but definitely not star level. But they're about to go way up in 2021. And the biggest reason why, Bill Jones, he is now the starting tight end in Minnesota. Kyle Rudolph, longtime veteran, released. And now he's with the Giants. And that means Smith should see a significant increase in playing time. Only about 55% of his snaps uh, during his career. That number should be closer to about 80 this season. And you know who's probably pretty happy about that? Quarterback Kirk Cousins. And that leads to my win stat of the week. Cousins, Bill Jones, had a 134 passer rating when throwing to Irv Smith Jr. last year. That was the highest on the entire team. And that is impressive when you consider Adam Thielen's on that team, Justin Jefferson's on that team, heck, Delvin Cook is on that team. And so Irv Smith Jr. has a little something there going on with Kirk Cousins. So I was speaking of some of those weapons. The Vikings just have a ton of talent on the offense, and that is going to be another reason why Irv Smith is going to be solid it's nearly impossible to focus in on him when you have Cook in the backfield, Thielen out wide, Jefferson out wide. And so it's not surprising that the Vikings were second in the league in yards per completion last year, over 12 per reception. So the Vikings getting it done in the past game. And finally, Bill Jones doing a little bit of reading, a little inside info here. Smith really committed himself in the offseason. He and his trainer developed some brand new techniques to get into better shape. Plus, he restructured his diet. And that's a pretty mature move coming from a guy who doesn't even turn 23 years old until August 9th of this year. So all signs point to Irv Smith Jr. breaking out in 2021. And for you fantasy players out there, Smith could be a real sleeper. He's ranked as the number 12 tight end in my fantasy league. So that would make him a great option in either round eight or round nine of your fantasy draft. If you miss Kelsey, you miss Waller, you miss some of those big guys up front. Maybe a uh, Blake Jarwin. 
But yeah, of course, Blake Jarwin. Um, you know, it looks like uh, Irv Smith Jr. could be a good option for you in the later rounds. Interesting. I like that. I like that name, Irv Smith Jr. And it got me to thinking, young Cody, who is the greatest Irv to ever play in the National Football League? Well, I'm an NFL Network employee, and so Michael Irvin, a.k.a. Irv, <laughs> is the only option I can answer for that. What do you uh, that, Am I honest that, with that? That's from your generation, but yep. I'll give you someone from my generation, and that would be the great Irv Cross. Okay. Irv Cross, young Cody, was uh, not only a two-time Pro Bowl player in the National Football League, but he was a featured man on the NFL Today on CBS in the good old days of the NFL Today with Brett Musburger, as well as Phyllis George, Jimmy the Greek, and Irv Cross as well. So go back on YouTube and, and uh, look up Irv Cross, and it would be very big and very fitting if Irv Smith Jr. would have a huge year for the Minnesota Vikings because if he could do it in honor of Irv Cross, who passed away in February at the age of 81. Us old-timers remember Irv Cross. We'll have fond memories of Irv every time that Irv Smith Jr. scores a touchdown for the Vikings this year. All right. Well, I love these. I mean, we could go on and on. Uh, there's there's others that uh, I mentioned C.D. Lamb off the top. And again, not a guy that from a statistic standpoint, you would say it'd be a great breakout year if he went from 74 catches to 94 catches and they don't have an and maybe he, he may have a similar number of catches, but I think his impact's going to be greater for the Cowboys that this year than it was uh, last year. Uh, and Smith is a guy who's, in his, I guess, in his third year in the league. He was drafted in 2019. But, uh, uh, you know, we, we put so much emphasis on rookies every year. But it's, as the old cliche, which I think is true in the NFL, uh, the greatest progress that players make is from their first year to their second year. Mm -hmm. And so keep an eye on those guys as you prepare for your fantasy drafts. So you, would you say that's some good advice? No, no doubt about it. A couple other guys. I like Miles Sanders. I've been high on Miles Sanders. He was disappointing last year. I think he kind of takes a step forward. And also Antonio Gibson, the running back uh, from the Washington football team. He has a ton of talent, and I think like they're going to kind of make a commitment to that run game this year. So he's another guy to look out for. Very good. Well, I like that. Uh, you know, uh, with training camp approaching, uh, we're going to we're going to try to continue this even when we're on the road, aren't we, Cody? That's the plan, Bill Jones. I know you're going to be in Oxnard. Um, not sure my schedule, but hopefully I'll be here and there and everywhere and giving some insight on teams throughout the NFL. So. We've made it. We finally made it. Uh, training camp is right around the corner. And I know Bill Jones is going to have all the insight on the Cowboys. And I know I'm going to be uh, digging for whatever teams I'm covering over the next uh, month or six weeks. Yep. I'm going to be uh, spending a couple of weeks or 10 days out in Oxnard with the Cowboys starting next week uh, and leading right up to the Hall of Fame game, which is fast approaching on August 8th. And, uh, and I'm also uh, broadcasting. The other three preseason games on the Cowboys television network, we've got uh, Babe Loffenberg in the booth with me for the games at Arizona and then back here against Houston and LaVisca Chenault and the Jacksonville Jaguars, the uh, last game of the uh, preseason. 
Uh, let's see. Isaiah Stanback is going to be in the booth with us for the Arizona game. Daryl Moose Johnston will be with us for the Houston Texan game. And the playmaker, Michael Irvin, will be in the booth with us, as he always is, for the final preseason game as he closes out the preseason. And we'll get you set for Dallas and Tampa Bay on Thursday, September 9th. In the city of champions, Tampa Bay, right? It's turning into that. The lightning back-to-back Stanley Cup champs. That's wild. All right, that does it for Jonesing for Football, and we will see you again next time.